Welcome, my beautiful friends. I'm Darcy Justin to the Love Your Dreamy Midlife podcast, where so many women are ditching the midlife meltdown and learning to love their life again. I know all too well midlife can be tough. Yikes. It certainly was for me. It's a pivotal time in our life when we can stay on the struggle bus or get off for good. I decided to get off and embrace my life again. I became a midlife coach, mentor, and speaker to help other women just like me. That's why I'm sharing my life's journey, my strategies on how simple shifts can have huge impact. This is the perfect place for you to discover you, reconnect with you and your dreams. If you crave your best life, you may find it here. What is midlife anyway? Somebody asked me the the other day and I was like, that's a really good question. (laughs) So I think if you ask 50 people, you get 50 different answers. But basically midlife is that awakening that you have that all of a sudden, I'm not kidding around anymore. Maybe I want to do some things differently. Maybe I don't want to be with this person anymore. Maybe I want to change these relationships. It's really the unraveling of some of the ways that you've been living your life and becoming very aware that you want to change some of those things and you want to make some things different. And that can really happen when we're 40, when we're 50, when we're 60. Um, There's really no age attached to your life. It's really more of a mindset and a thinking. So wherever you are in the process, uh, you are with me on this journey. So I wanted to talk to you today about being self-aware. It became uh, aware to me recently that um, a lot of people who think they have self-awareness probably don't, (laughs) which is so funny, right? We always think that we're this or we're that. And then someone points out to us that uh, maybe you're not, maybe you're not that self-aware. And then all of a sudden you start going, oh, okay, what does that mean? And what is self-awareness and what does it mean and why do we want it in our lives? It's kind of a newer term in the last few years and I think it's incredibly important. When I first started hearing it, I went, that's really cool. So self-awareness is really being able to look at yourself from a different perspective, right? From a different different view. When we see something in ourselves that we inherently do not like, and we all know this, right? We all know we have things that we don't like about ourselves. Um, We usually become pretty defensive and we usually want to protect ourselves and we want to protect those thoughts. So what I'd like to do today is give you some tips on how you can become more self-aware and how it can enrich your life and how actually it can draw people to you more and you can just be a magnet to all kinds of different people out there because it really does change you and who you are. So self-awareness is the ability to look at your own words, your own thoughts, your own actions from an outside perspective right? It's lifting up out of the muck and going, oh, okay. Um, Yeah, it's to see yourselves as others see you. Also, the other thing that's really important about self-awareness, and I just read this, so I didn't really know this, um, 
it's also really important that you're very honest and raw about your emotions. That's a really important part of self-awareness. When we push our emotions down and we don't deal with our emotions, they cause us to act and do things that maybe we don't want to do or maybe we wouldn't normally do. So I think that's a really important part of self-awareness too, is to be very aware of our feelings and what's going on with us emotionally at that time. And we're going to come back and talk about that in a minute. So what does it mean when another woman says to you, well, I'm not really that interested in, in taking so-and-so with the shopping because she drives me crazy. I, I don't really like being around her. She has no self-awareness. What does that mean? So basically it means that she isn't aware of things about her or willing to look at them and change that are really annoying. <clears throat> and I'll give you I'll give you some examples. <clears throat> One example could be, and a lot of times they're personal habits that if they're not pointed out to us or if we are not paying attention, they could be really annoying and push people away. Um, so let's see, what would be what would be some some examples? Always wanting to talk about yourself is not being self-aware. Always feeling like you need to be the center of the conversation and it's always me, 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 and you're not sharing with other people uh, in the conversation. You're not asking other people. Interrupting all the time is obviously a habit. It's rude, but also it shows that you have no self-awareness. What you think you have to say is more important than the other person. So things like that uh, can push people away and people not want to be around you. Um, so my question to you is, are you curious about how other people view you? Um, if you want to up-level your relationships, your work, your, um, with your, your spouse or your partner, um, you can practice the skill of being more self-aware. And I promise you, it will change the way you look at yourself and it will also make other people be drawn to you when you change some of these things. So there's about eight of these. We'll go over them. Um, <clears throat> we want to talk about this one a lot and that's just being curious about yourself. How do you be curious about yourself? How do you go, wait a second, why did I think that? Where does that come from? Um, I wonder why I do this. I wonder why I do that. So being curious about yourself is, is really the first step, really kind of wanting to know what's going on. A lot of times we, we're not, we're not curious. We're like, oh, I don't care. But the truth is you probably do care. So who are you really? And is it worth exploring? Uh, maybe take this time in the United States at summer. Maybe this is a great summer for you to start really exploring who you are and why you do some of the stuff that you do. Um, and also you might want to think a little bit about your past. Sometimes your past has a lot to do with what's going on in your life now. So number two is let down the walls. So we all have these walls that we want to put up around ourselves to protect ourselves. Um, and it really pushes people away. Um, when you're not able to really um, 
let people in, that's just going to be such a such a deterrent to them. So um, let go of the urge to hold on to everything and keep everything secret and away from people and um, be raw and be real and let those walls come down. And, and for some people, it's scary, but let it happen because a lot of good things can happen. <clears throat> That's a step that you really need to take. Be willing to look at yourself in the mirror. I know I've talked about this on other videos, but when you can really sit and look at yourself in the mirror and say, I love these things about you. I don't like these things about you. We talked about this a lot on the 30 day body image challenge, being kind to yourself, um, listening to yourself. Um, these are all things that are really, really important. Uh, have a moment with yourself in front of the mirror. Do it once a day. You would be surprised the things that pop into your mind and some of the things that you might want to, um, some of the things that you might want to talk about. Um, the other thing that's really important, and I know a lot of people are journaling these now, journaling now these days, but Journaling and becoming more mindful and having more mindfulness really go hand in hand. They go together. It's impossible to sit down and journal about yourself and not become more self-aware. It just doesn't happen, right? You're going to become more self-aware. Um, <clears throat> on my website, website, Love Your Midlife, I do have 30 journal prompts for self-discovery. And I think that you might really like that. You might want to check that out. And there is a link below. Um, if that's not something that you have um, access to, it's really important just to journal how your day went, how your, what kinds of things you're feeling. There's so many great journal uh, journals out there. There's so many great journal prompts out there. But really what you're looking for is you're looking for self-awareness. You know, how was my day today? What triggered certain things for me? Why was it good? Why wasn't it good? These are all things where you're trying to get into how you think, how you want to think, how you want to look at yourself, and maybe what's really coming out on the outside. The other thing that's really important uh, for self-awareness is put your phone down. Have, have a moment and like break up with your phone. Just break up with your phone. You can't be self-aware and you can't have fantastic relations with relationships with people if you're always on your phone. You're always on your phone. Looking at your phone, reading on your phone, texting people, that is not the way that you're going to learn how to be um, more engaging with people. You know, there is a thing out there called social cues. And social cues are the way other people do things that are really acceptable in our society. So um, being interacting with people, you pick up on this, right? You mirror people, you see how other people are talking. If you want to be more self-aware and you want more people to be drawn to you, this is really important that you pay attention to whatever those social cues are. And I know in some cultures, they're very different. So in some cultures, people get want to get right up in your face and they want to start talking to you and they want to get very, very close. And other cultures, that would be considered rude. These are called social cues. 
things that you should do and not do, things that you should say and maybe not say, things that are taboo. These kinds of things can offend people and they can push people away. So those are the types of things you want to be very aware of when you're looking at your social awareness. Number six, we're already up to number six. How do others see you? So we talked about breaking up with your phone, get off your phone, get in front of people and start engaging with people. We talked about uh, being more curious about yourself and how you react to things and do you handle things the right way or could you work on that? And the other thing you can do with a friend, a spouse, even your adult children, is you can ask them to be part of this journey with you. I'm really interested in being more self-aware. And I guarantee you, if you have adult children, they are very aware of what this means. And I would love for you to tell me things that I do that you find annoying, that um, cause a stumbling block in our relationship. Maybe you're not honest all the time. Somebody might really have an issue with that. But going back to interrupting, going back to um, you're never on time. Uh, if you have a friend or a spouse and they always want to be on time and you're never on time and you don't respect that in the other person, then that's telling the other person, A, they don't really matter. They're not as important as they thought they were. And also, that's something that's going to cause a breakdown in that relationship. So being self-aware is knowing what other things mean to other people. It's also reaching out to those people that are important in your life and saying, what is it that I do and I don't do? Or could you tell me when I do that? Um, could you point that out to me when that happens? And I think you'll be really surprised how much um, that brings value into that relationship. Or maybe it's your workplace. Um, that's really important that you're able to have those kind of kind of conversations at work. People really respect it when you really want to dig and do the work and try to figure out who you are and really try to be a better person. People love it when we want to try to be better people, right? That's so amazing. Be willing to be a third person in a conversation. So this is number seven. We only have one more that we're going to go over. And what does that mean to be a third person? Well, it means that you're kind of going to get out of your body and go be in that conversation. And if you are angry or you're upset, for example, and you're having a conversation with someone and they're not, then you are, you may be triggering them. You may be pushing a lot of buttons for them. If you step into that role of a third person, you could say, wait a second, how am I making this person feel? Like this is important for me to have this bit melt. Maybe it's a meltdown. Like it's really important for me to have this meltdown. And I know it's disturbing and I'm disturbing you, but I don't care. Well, if you want to be more self-aware, you can step into that role of being the third person in that conversation and say, wait a second, this probably was really wrong. I maybe need to handle my emotions in a different way. Um, and a lot of times you don't know if you've offended that person. You don't know if, um, if you have caused um, 
doubt for them or grief for them or unless you're willing to step into that spot. So every once in a while, put yourself in the third person and go, wait a second, how did I make that person feel? That's really, really heightening your self-awareness to putting the other person first and knowing that whatever they're thinking is really, really important. Um, I think the other thing that's really important, and this sort of goes back to journaling, is be willing to check in with yourself. So this is number eight. Be willing to check in with yourself, whether it's once a day, once a week, once a month, once a year. You can tie it to your journaling. You can tie it to your planner. You can tie it back into your goals. But be willing to look at you and your life and check in and say, how am I doing? A lot of us don't do this. A lot of us never do this. I never used to do this. I just thought I'm doing the best I can and I'm putting it out there and you know, people need to like me or not like me. And I was just really on this fast, you know, hamster, hamster wheel all the time, hamster wheel. <clears throat> and I didn't take the time to check in. Take the time to check in with you. How are you doing? How's your world? How are your children? How's your partner or your spouse? And just do a little check-in. It could be incredibly valuable. Um, we can take so much stress out of our lives and so much anxiety by just being more self-aware of what's going on with us. It's really, really important to know that when we check in and we know this is causing us stress, I'm not handling this well, um, I don't want to talk about going on vacation this week, I've got too much going on at work. Those are really important things that you can check in and go, no, I don't want to do that. This makes me feel this way. That makes me feel that way. So a lot of this is tied back into coming to terms with our emotions and dealing with our emotions on an hourly basis, on a daily basis. And we think it's exhausting to deal with our emotions all the time, but I have to tell you honestly, it's so much more stressful and there's so much more anxiety and there's so much more burnout if we just don't deal with our emotions. And if we deal with them when they're happening, it really can change so many things. Um, and so I think what I'd like to do is just wrap this up with you and say, learning to be more self-aware of what's going on with you and the world around you will cause you to have a much, much better life. You'll just find so much joy, so much more fulfillment. People will be drawn to you. Oh, I really like being around this person. She's so calm and she's so, she's so caring about other people. Really looking into who is in your world and why are they in your world, or maybe who you want in your world and why do you want them in your world is being self-aware. 
and looking at those toxic relationships and looking at the relationships that are wonderful. This is all about being really self-aware. And it all really comes back down to what's going on inside of you and why are you doing some of the things you're doing and what kinds of things are you doing that you'd really like to change. So I hope that you'll take some of these steps, maybe even just do one or two, and, and do it for a few days and see if all of a sudden you have a heightened awareness of what's going on with you. Or talk to one of your friends and see if all of a sudden they are pointing things out to you and you go, wow, that's true. I really would like to change that. I think you'll be very surprised and very pleased. And I think that it will cause a lot of peace in your life to know that you can change some of these things. Everything in our life we can change and we can manage differently. We just have to pay attention. We have to notice and we have to be aware. I hope that you have a heightened self-awareness and I also hope that you have a great day. Bye loves. Hey, thanks so much for joining me here today. I love having you here. If you enjoyed this pod podcast, please leave me a heartfelt rating and review. And yes, it'll help other women too. I would love for you to follow me and let me know what you'd like to talk about. Also, don't forget to check out my juicy show notes, private coaching, free 30-minute call, staying connected with my newsletter, Facebook group, Instagram, oh my gosh, and there's my website, loveyourmidlife.com, where there are a lot of free resources just for you. Have a very dreamy day filled with your desires. Bye, love. Bye.